I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewis.substack.com. Hello, I'm Rabbi Match Neweiss, and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbishnewis.substack.com and on my blog, kolasridim.blogspot.com on April 2nd, 2023. And the article is entitled, Mase Brevi Eliezer, Abravanel's Framing of Insomnia on Pesach Night. How many of us have ever gotten a bad sleep on the first and second nights of Pesach? Indeed, the better the Seder is and the longer it lasts, the worse sleep one will tend to get. This is especially true for those who fulfill the Yom Tov Halacha of Chatzil Hashem Chatzil i.e. waking up to daven at sunrise, learning for the rest of the morning, and only breaking for lunch after halachic midday. By now, I've resigned myself to getting a bad sleep on both nights of Pesach and chalking it up to, well, this is the cost of having good Sadarin until this year. Abravanel kicks off his Zevach Pesach Haggadah commentary with a list of 100 questions, or gates as he calls them. In classic Abravanel fashion, some of these questions are powerful and others are interesting. Personally, I was surprised by the fact that the only question he raised on the section entitled Maaseb Rebbe Eliezer about the sages who stayed up all night discussing the Exodus was the following. Quote, Why did the sages of Israel engage in telling the story of the Exodus from Egypt all night? Why did they see fit to do this? And what befell them, such that they deprived their eyes of sleep and their eyelids of slumber? Didn't the Torah command, you shall rejoice on your festival? But sleep deprivation is torture to the soul. Without a doubt, they must have done this for some reason. End quote. Until this year, I had assumed, based on a shir I heard from my Rosh Yeshiva, that these sages stayed up all night in accordance with the halacha codified by the Shulchan Aruch in Orachim 481.2. Quote, a person is obligated to be involved in the laws of Pesach, in talking about the exodus from Egypt, and in telling of the miracles and wonders that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for our fathers until he is overcome by sleep. End quote. In other words, my assumption was that these sages began discussing these topics after they finished their seder and got so involved that they went all night until dawn. In other words, they stayed up all night inadvertently. Abravanel disagrees. Instead, he provides a more creative answer in his Haggadah commentary. Quote, For what reason did these perfected individuals see fit to engage in telling the story of the Exodus all night and to deprive themselves of sleep? The answer is because this is, quote, a night that is guarded by Hashem in Shemos 12.42. And Israel didn't sleep at all on the night they left Egypt. For the first part of the night, they were involved in doing the mitzvahs of Pesach with Matzah and Merorim as Hashem commanded, and during the last half of the night, they were involved in the Exodus itself. Therefore, they didn't allow themselves to sleep all night. And because, quote, a person is obligated to act as though they left Egypt, end quote, therefore, these holy people did what they did. Immediately at the beginning of the night, they involved themselves in the mitzvahs of Matzah, Maror, and the remembrance of the Pesach, just as their forefathers did in Egypt. And afterwards, for the rest of the night, they discussed the Exodus. Through this, they acted as though they themselves left Egypt. End quote. According to Abravanel, these sages intentionally deprived themselves of sleep, staying up all night in order to emulate our forefathers, who didn't sleep on the night of the actual Exodus, in order to fulfill the halacha of, quote, in each and every generation, a person is obligated, laharos, to act as though they themselves left Egypt, end quote. I don't know whether my takeaway from this Abravanel is legit or not, but I'll state it anyway. Next time I wake up on the morning of Pesach, or on the morning of the second day of Pesach, filled with food, groggy from lack of sleep, and feeling the effects of the four cups, instead of bemoaning my state, I'll think to myself, 
Our forefathers who left Egypt didn't sleep at all on the night of the 15th of Nisan. And by staying up last night, I reenacted their ordeal. This way of framing my poor sleep will strengthen my identification with my forefathers. Moreover, I will feel grateful that I, unlike my forefathers, was not under any threat of oppression and that I was able to partake in a leisurely discussion of Torah in the manner of one who is truly free. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.